0: friends just made a podcast. Two good friends
1: just made a podcast. Two friends just made a podcast. It's called Culture Bucket. Two friends just made a podcast. Two good friends just made a podcast. Two friends just made a podcast. Coachella Bucket, Georgia.
2: Hi, everybody. It's a pleasure to speak to you again uh, on our 65th episode of Culture Bucket. That's right. You're listening to Culture Bucket, the hottest new podcast on the block Um, and the best one of of that as well. It's such a good podcast. I absolutely adore it. And um, yeah, it's the 65th episode today. I can't believe we've made it to 65 and um, we're going to be talking about the movie Encanto. I can't wait to discuss it because I adore it but I can't talk about it on my own. I have to talk about it with somebody and that somebody is Alex. Hi Alex.
0: Hi G. Hi everyone. How are you doing G today?
2: I'm doing wonderful. I'm really loving life <laughs> today. It's, uh, it's a good day it's- to be uh, to be around. Yeah, how are you doing? It's
0: a good day to be around. Same. Great. The greatness of it. Aww. It's all good.
2: Oh, yes. good. Yeah. We're going to be doing some uh, Culture Catch-Up, some MyTube and some in-depth film discussion today. I can't wait to get into it. So let's get into it. Culture Catch-Up. What you got?
1: No. What you got? This is Culture Catch-Up time. This is where we talk about what we've watched, what we've read, what we've listened to and probably some other stuff. Culture Catch-Up.
0: Okay, so today I'm just gonna talk about a couple of uh films that I have watched, um uh one is from the film festival that I talked about a couple of weeks ago, uh the Japan uh film festival, um uh which is amazing uh it's finished now but next year uh to you George and to our listeners watch it because it's really really good there should be more film festivals like this. Um, I know there's a vision media uh, of uh, Native, um, Native American films and that's free as well. And uh, every year they do a little festival. And so is it, they're good things to watch, like different things that maybe you wouldn't watch it watch, uh, usually. Uh, but the first, the film that I watched from the film festival is a 2020 uh, film from Japan called Aristocrats. Aristocrats. Aristocrats, not aristocats, but aristocrats.
2: Interesting. Yeah,
0: and um, it it just, uh, it talks about, uh, it's uh, two different stories. Uh, from, uh, it's the same story from two different perspectives, starting from very different backgrounds. Uh, so the first one, uh, the first and about two uh, women. The first woman uh, you uh, meet <coughs> is um, uh, Hanako and she comes from uh, a very high class uh, Tokyo family. And her, her goal in life is to find a man and get married. But the man has to be of a certain class and level. And um, the, the film starts with her arriving at this um, New Year's Eve party with her family. New Year's Eve is very important in, um, in Japan. And she's supposed to be there with her fiancé. And she arrives late by herself and to her family disgust. Uh, She is not engaged anymore to this man. And instead of showing empathy towards her, they were like, well, we'll find you somebody else because she has to be married. <coughs> Um of course. And she's had everything in her life but also she has a lot of limitations uh because uh you know she comes from a, a extremely rich family and uh she just wants to do what her duty is and find a man. And um mm-hmm. After various dates, uh, and then that.
2: Has she considered hosting a concert in which to scour mm. potential? No, I think that would have been a good idea. Grooms. Actually,
0: yeah, hosting a call.
2: That is a good uh, idea. It's a really good mm, idea. That
0: no, I yeah, she should have done that. She would have found a man straight away. Yeah,
2: immediately the first man she looked yeah. at, probably I reckon.
0: Yeah, so Hanako is uh is like proper Tokyo, and you know uh there in Tokyo and she's got all her life planned and no problems and then um no problems, she's got her problems and then the other story is about uh, Mickey who is a girl that has studied uh, really hard to uh go uh to this uh. And she comes. It's Mickey comes from the countryside, and uh, you know she does the classic countryside thing, going on a bicycle together with her friends. And she studies really hard in her exams to go to like the best university in Japan, which is in Tokyo, and um, and she's got a very uh, different life, and her expectations are different because her she comes from quite a poor family well she comes from a working class family and she has to work to be in the university so they're complete opposites you know one one has got the freedom but not the financial uh, stability and the other one's got not the freedom, but all the money. And uh, what connects them is uh, a person. And it's it's a really nice slice of life story with some like reality of um the reality of being a woman in Japan. And it, it's a really, is a really, is one of those films that I love where nothing happens, but it says a lot. I, 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 I enjoyed watching it. Uh, and it's uh, cool. called Aristocrats.
1: Aristocrats. Ana Anoko
0: nice. and uh the other uh, the other film I'm going to talk about is um a film uh that is on is going to is is nominated for the Oscar as international film, uh it's another Japanese film, uh based on a book by Haruki Murakami, uh, Men Without Women, and the film is called Drive My Car. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you've heard of it. Oh.
2: Yeah, that's not just nominated for best international film, that's nominated for best film. Is it
0: nominated for best film as well?
2: Yeah, it's got loads ah. of nominations that one.
0: Ah, Good.
2: All I know about it is that it's 3 hours long.
0: It's a uh, it's a very very long film and I think I'm going to read the book and I'm going to try and watch it again. Um it's uh, it's about uh this um uh Yusuke is uh, this uh artist he's a director he's a it's um uh theater director and uh he um his wife suddenly dies and he then gets asked to um pr- uh, direct a production of Va- Uncle Vanya in Hiroshima he's from Tokyo um and he the, he finds out uh, he can't drive his car for some reason in this production and he wants to, so he's somebody that needs some time to think and he um, he, uh, he doesn't want to, for, for the time of the production, doesn't want to live in Hiroshima. He wants to live outside Hiroshima because he wants to take about an hour to uh, listen to the tape of Ankovania. And but they won't allow him to drive. So he has to have a driver uh, who uh, will drive the car for him. And um he in this time in Hiroshima, he finds out some stuff about his wife. He comes from to some realizations about himself, but um as a true uh, murakami, something that comes from Murakami, it's not as clear of what is happening as uh, uh is it's uh it's interesting and there's a lot and i need to watch it again um i enjoyed it because i enjoy these kind of films but i don't really know exactly it, it it took me, you know what, those films that you watch and then a few days later you think about them and then you maybe kind of understand a, a little moment. This is the, that kind of film yeah. that you you watch and you go, why is this happening? Why is she saying this? And then a few days later it's like, oh, maybe it's because of that. So your interpretation kind of changes. And um, yeah. it's... It's an interesting film and it's funny because a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Marry Me, we were talking about Spaghetti Western and uh, about the fact that they all spoke different languages. And in this production yes. of, of uh, of in this kind of, in his Uncle Vanya's production, he casts people from different countries. So there's somebody speaks Korean, somebody does, has, does uh, sign language uh, somebody that speaks Chinese and they all communicate, they have to learn the play in different languages. Yeah. And that's a big part mm. of the film as well. Like how you you don't have to understand each other, but understand each other. It's a fascinating film. It's three hours long. I definitely want to read the book and I want to see it again. But um, mm. I... I it's it's <coughs> definitely I would definitely would like for you to watch it to give me an opinion or what you think about it because it's it's fascinating but also confusing. Yeah. It's acted beautifully. Uh, the actors are really good in it, and you know you see the subtle subtle changes in the actors. Um, the more you get to know did you, them.
2: Did you watch it on the? Is this one that you watched on the Japan film no, festival? No, I didn't.
0: I did not watch this on the I no. Oh, okay. I went to the cinema to watch this.
2: How. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. So because it, it it's not out, uh, it's not out over here. Ah, yet, okay. so I can't watch it. Yeah, it sadly. came
0: out uh, this week.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it actually came out last November in the UK. It turns out, but I mean, I I hadn't, I didn't hear hear of it until the Oscars got nominated. So I must mm. have missed it. I will try and watch it. It sounds like uh, a lot, but also you know
0: interesting. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to win an Oscar. But...
2: Sometimes crazy things happen. Yeah. It's I, I mean I'm going to say. Well, we're actually going to do a prediction yeah. special, aren't we? So yeah. I might save it. Keep your ears peeled
0: yeah.
2: for more details.
0: And uh, that is it for my culture catch-up this week.
2: Boom. Boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, G?
2: Well, I, I have two movies also to talk to you about, um, but they're different from the movies you just talked about. <laughs> uh, first up is the 2022 horror film that's released exclusively to Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that I I saw that. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, not the
2: So not not the Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. That's a movie from the 70s. Yeah. It's, it's called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not The Texas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Chainsaw um Massacre.
0: That's, that's grammatically incorrect though, isn't it? Well, yeah. It would have been good if it was our Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: However, <laughs> it's it's the least of our worries when it comes to this movie. So it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So Okay.
0: I guess it wasn't Stop Stop. it wasn't what you were expecting.
2: Well, I don't know what I was expecting, but stop me if you've heard this one before. This is a this is like the f- ninth Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. However, it ignores every other sequel okay. other than the first movie. So it's a direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Even bringing back the girl that survived the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, although the actress that played her has sadly passed away, but the Mm. character is brought back, played by a different actress. Um, Does that ring a bell at all with you?
0: Yeah, yeah. She runs away. Yeah, yeah. I remember her.
2: Yes, yeah. But, I mean, the idea of doing a sequel that ignores all the other sequels and bringing back the leading girl from the original movie.
0: Oh, was it? something else that you watched recently uh are there sequels yeah i know this other sequels uh halloween
2: halloween yes, yes. <laughs> 2018 well done Sorry. i'm glad <laughs> to go, to go. <laughs> uh yeah uh it's exactly it's 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 pulled directly from the playbook of the 2018 halloween movie uh and, and also sort of the Scream, the recent Scream movie. So, yeah, this is a recent way of trying to revitalise slasher movies is by making a direct sequel mm. to the original, ignoring if ones. And that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the latest franchise to attempt it. Um Produced by Freddy Alvarez, um, of uh, Don't Breathe and Crawl and other pretty gnarly and uh, Evil Dead remake. Like uh, he's he makes gnarly grim horror movies, so he should be in perfect fit for this. Uh, although he only produced it. it, was directed by David Blue Garcia, and uh, stars a variety of young people, um, such as Elsie Fisher, Mark Burnham, Mo Dunford, Nell Hudson, um, playing you know, I I can't go into too much detail. They play a variety of young people that get murdered. Uh probably most notably is uh yeah, Elsie Fisher who starred in a movie called Eighth Grade, which was directed by Bo Burnham. Have you seen that movie or have we just talked about it?
0: Uh, I think we talked about it. I have no okay. no. I I've haven't seen Yeah, it. you've seen it and you talked about it, but I've not seen it.
2: It's a decent coming of age movie. Mm. Uh you should watch it. Uh she plays uh she plays Lila um a a, a a school shooting survivor, this character. Oh. It's quite important to the plot of this movie that she has survived a school shooting. Mm. Um a, you know, sadly common occurrence in America. Mm. Um she's the sister of Melody, played by Sarah Yarkin, who is a described on Wikipedia here as a San Francisco moneymaker <laughs> who drags her sister with her to Texas on a business trip out of fear of leaving her alone in the city. Um and she's joined by Da, 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 da. Jacob Lassimore as Dante. So Dante and Melody have, and like. don't ask any questions about this, Alex, because it's going <laughs> to sound impossible and insane. Yeah, but Me- Melody and Dante are both seemingly about 21 years old and they have bought a town in Texas. They have purchased outright an entire town, a ghost town, but they've somehow brought it with the idea, seemingly, that they're going to attract a load of yuppies from, like, um, from, um, where's that place in Texas that has South by Southwest, that sort of trendy town? I can't remember what it's called now. Austin. Good. They're going to get a load of trendy Austin hipsters to come and buy um psh- buildings in this town to kind of try and gentrify it uh, a bit of gentrification is the mm. idea um so they arrive in the town ready to welcome a, a coach full of trendy hipsters who are going to do an auction to buy different spots of land in the town um which makes it sound as if they're going to finish this auction and be like right we've got a town that's got four cat cafes six art galleries and zero places to buy um milk oh or bread oh okay <laughs> so, a great idea, yeah, a really good business proposition, I think. Yeah, um, they get they get to this town and they walk into they see this one building that's got a Confederate flag outside it, which is obviously not okay. This is going to upset the hipsters when they see the Confederate flag. We'd better go in and take that flag down. Uh, they go in to take the flag down and discover that the ab- abandoned orphanage is not abandoned. There is an old lady, an old lady living in it, oh. and um, along with her her last remaining orphan who is a large man uh that doesn't speak much and um they get into an argument these two young hipsters tell this woman to leave her home because they've bought it and i guess they're meant to be the good guys uh in this scenario and they get two policemen to come and try and evict her from her house uh in which point she has a sort of panic attack slash fit and throws up and uh goes to uh the hospital in the back of this police car. These two policemen take their police van and start driving to the hospital along with her uh young son who's uh, not young actually he's like in his sixties but her son and um one of the one of the group of young people decides to go with her for reasons I don't understand on the way to the hospital she dies at which point her son freaks out. Kills everyone in the in the van, uh, cuts her face off and wears it like a mask. And, uh-oh, of course, it's Leatherface, <laughs> our favourite friend, okay. turns out. It's Leatherface from the original movie. He's now in his mid to late 60s, yet is okay. is able to uh, murder people uh, prodigiously. Nice. He returns to the town where the auction is happening and uh, massacres the rest of the people there in a classic chainsaw massacre scenario. Um... And then the movie ends, and that's the movie. That's literally the movie. I don't know how else to describe it. It it literally this film. I think credits roll at like an hour and twelve minutes or something. Oh, it's like one of the episode. shortest films. Yeah, it's an episode of Euphoria, uh, which
0: that? is actually
2: <laughs> which is actually kind of a good thing, and it's incredibly violent and gory, oh. like. There's a bit where a guy gets his arm snapped in half, and then and then the shard of bone from his oh, arm is stabbed oh, through his neck to oh, murder. Yep, it's yep oh, yep. <laughs> why? Uh, and what we ultimately get down to is that this is a terrible Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but kind of a fun slasher movie. So if you don't care about something that's beholden to the original Texas Chainsaw movies, this might be a fun time. If you care about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, you'll probably find this kind of annoying. Uh, I found it somewhere between the two, intermittently entertaining, but broadly annoying, uh, and I wouldn't particularly recommend that anyone watch it. Not a good film. Um,
0: Were you disappointed? Next up. Is it the worst of the Chainsaw
2: uh, Massacres? I, was, I haven't seen all the Chainsaw Massacres because a lot of them are meant to be properly dire. Um, okay. I wasn't disappointed. I didn't have particularly high hopes. I think that um, the original movie is, is, an, is a masterpiece and all of the other sequels kind of... There's no way that any of them can live up to it. So whenever yeah. they make a new one, if it can at least be entertaining, that's fine. But the fact that this one... I think what annoyed me about this one is it takes so many cues from the 2018 Halloween movie but doesn't understand anything about what made that movie a success, in my opinion. Um like the the mm. the legacy character they bring back, the survivor from the original movie. She turns up three quarters of the way through and is uh, well. I won't spoil it, but doesn't really make much of an impact when she arrives. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I was disappointed. Also, Freddy Alvarez's uh, involvement made me. And I guess it is gory in the way that his movies are, and kind of gr- grungy. Um, but it it is still no yeah, not as so much. Uh, the next movie I'll talk about is one that I managed to go to the cinema to see. The often repeatedly um, delayed but finally released to cinemas, Kenneth Branagh's Death on the Nile. Ah, yeah. The latest Ag- uh, Agatha Christie adaptation from Kenneth Branagh where he stars... And directs uh, as Hercule Poirot. Oh, he stars as Hercule Hercule Poirot. I hope he didn't direct the movie as Hercule Poirot, because that would have been, I imagine, quite uh, irritating. <laughs> well, I was if, surprised if that.
0: that I saw Hammy Hammer in it. I thought he was gone.
2: Yeah, but when do you think they? When do you think they filmed this? Oh, movie? I have no
0: idea. I I just
2: long before he was cancelled. Really? Like this movie was filmed. This movie was filmed ages ago, and then it was delayed because it was made by Fox. So then it it got delayed because. Disney bought Fox, and then it got delayed because of the pandemic, and then it got delayed because Army Hammer said he wanted to eat people, allegedly, and then it got delayed because Letitia Wright is like an anti-vaxxer now, and then it got delayed because Russell Brand is crazy, and, like, every actor in the movie has managed to make themselves quite unpopular. Not every, but, like, three of the main actors in the movie have, like, managed to make themselves fairly unpopular, and various other things have led to it being delayed. So it should have come out. I don't know a year two years ago mm. and they've delayed it and delayed it and delayed it and delayed it and finally it's come out and um it's got quite the cast we've got <laughs> Kenneth Branagh in the tight yeah. in the in the Hercule Pro role we've got um army hammer and gal gadot as newlyweds um we've got Annette Bening um as Euthemia. Mm. Uh, who else is in there? Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders are in there as a socialite. Uh, Jennifer Saunders plays a socialite, and uh, Dawn French plays her nurse. Yeah. Um. Although not all is as it seems in that relationship, which is true of <laughs> you know the whole movie. Uh, Russell Brand plays Doctor Windlesham. Uh, who else have we got? I mean, this is a star-studded movie.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. Letitia Wright as Rosalie Otterborn.
0: This is she still I know an anti-vaxer.
2: Yeah, apparently so, annoyingly. Um, especially she's like the star of the new Black Panther mm. movie, but she's she's one of those I'm-just-asking-questions kind of people, but, you know, also spreading disinformation. Anyway, let's not, uh, I don't know. Um, and let me find, yeah, most kind of interestingly excitingly for me and maybe for you as well, also in this movie playing Jacqueline De Belfort is Emma Mackey, Who you may know, Alex, as Maeve oh, from Sex yeah. Education. Um it was lovely to see Maeve pop up in the oh, movie. Oh, That's nice. Uh I hope she I hope she does more movies. Um and the thing about this film is, it's incredibly old fashioned. It's set in, obviously, I, I don't know, the 50s maybe. Um, it's a classic Agatha Christie murder mystery, mm. and it doesn't try to flash it up much. It does insist on having this bookend sequence that gives an origin story to Hercule Poirot's mustache, which we don't need. <laughs> um, and it's not in the books at all. Like, it's just something they invented for the film. Okay. Completely unnecessary. Uh, and they try to kind of give him a bit more character, and they have him like in this movie. He's got a lost, a long lost love that died Aww. that he's heartbroken about still. All all things that kind of the kind of the joy of characters like Pro is that we don't no, need yeah. to really know about their personal lives. Yeah. Like they are, he's a he's a perfect detective, and he'll come along and do his perfect detection. I can understand why they, in twenty twenty two, they feel like he needs to have a bit more character mm. to him. But I don't know if I if I think he does. I think I like him just as a anyway. But I love I love Kenneth Branagh as Hercule Pro. I think he really does well in the role. I liked The Murder on the Orient Express movie. And I liked this movie, despite all of the things that make you want to not like it, despite Army Hammer being in it, despite um Leticia Wright being in it and Russell Brand being in it, and, and sort of Gal Gadot being in it, because I'm kind of coming around to maybe Gal Gadot not being a great actress. She's not amazing in this film. Um, yeah. And uh but Kenneth Branagh's great and he ties it all together and seeing French and Saunders on screen together was kind of exciting yeah. and cool and mm-hmm. it takes probably an hour before the actual titular death on the Nile happens but I kind of enjoyed watching the mm. these people have have a party on the Nile for a while and all of the interactions play out and the character all the, you know it all gets set up and then a death happens and then Hercule Poirot solves it and it's, it doesn't do anything you don't expect it to do, but it's a really fun time and I really enjoyed it. And I'd say that um, if you like a good murder mystery detective story, Death on the Nile might be mm. might be for you. Um, and, you know, I'll go through some of the cast now. Tom Bateman as Book, good. Annette Benning as Euphemia, good. Kenneth Brano as Hercule Poirot, brilliant. Yeah. Russell Brand as Dr. Windlesham, not good. <laughs> Ali Fazal as Andrew Catchadorian. perfectly fine. Dawn French is Mrs Bowers great Gal Gadot as Lynette Ridgeway Doyle bad
0: why bad army
2: hammer uh, has the same tone of voice in the entire movie it repeatedly has sequences where she needs to act as if she's terrified of her potential uh, doom and death and doesn't sell it at all doesn't seem scared is incapable of portraying human emotion not in a way that works when she's wonder woman because mm. she's an amazonian goddess yeah in a way that does, doesn't does work when she's trying to play a sort of terrified yeah. heiress um army hammer of simon doyle bad the scene where he discovers uh, a dead body and cries is like watching um i don't know a, a dog try to understand <laughs> gl- global conflicts um oh uh. Rose Leslie as Louise Bourget. Ah, Rose Leslie. Oh, yeah, she, I knew I recognised her. She, 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 was, she was in Game of Thrones. She's Kit Harington's wife. Oh, yeah. Um, and and and, and, a, and a very, you know, talented actress in her own right. Uh, fine. She's fine in it. Emma Mackey as Jackie de Belfort. Great. Love Emma Mackey. Uh, Sophie Okonedo as Salome Otterborn, a renowned jazz singer. Pretty great, actually. She's good in the movie. Uh, Jennifer Saunders as Marie Van Schuyler. Great. Letitia Wright as Rosalie Otterborn irritatingly really good <laughs> she's, she's, a, good she's a pretty good actress she's really good yeah. and uh Susanna Fielding as Catherine a character that shouldn't be in the movie but she's fine she's on screen for about two seconds um yeah so uh, a, a good review I liked it I liked Stefan the Nile but it's weird that it's a weird it's a weird thing like the meta of it is weird but yeah so that's uh that's my cat. That's my culture catch up. How are you feeling? Sounds
0: good. Yeah, I feel sorry about. Yeah, you're gonna watch
2: though, because oh, I don't
0: know. it's just I wanted to be good because she struggled in Hollywood for years, hasn't she, to become an actor?
2: Yeah. And yeah. she found. And that I her, thought she was spectacular in one. Yeah, Woman. and she
0: found her her um, kind of her role, but in other things I've yeah. seen, she's not.
2: She just Great. doesn't have much range. range. I don't know. The range yeah.
0: is um missing, I think. But you know. Yeah. Maybe then maybe then that she that needs better she roles. Did. Maybe, maybe and the next role will be better. Yeah. You never
2: know. No. That video that video she made where she got everyone to sing Imagine didn't endear me to her either, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh no, you just put But anyway.
0: You just put that stupid let it be song. <laughs> <laughs> that bit. Oh,
2: that Let It Be song is is better than the Imagine song. Oh that, um, my goodness! Anyway, Anywho. room room for a little bit of my tube. Yeah, you got, you got some appetite for a bit of my tube. got a couple of trailers to share with you you ready for the first one yeah
0: okay so i have not seen this trailer oh my goodness george so the trailer is for chippendale rescue rangers
2: before we start watching this trailer what was why did you say oh my goodness george
0: well because when i was a kid i was a massive chippendale like fan yeah. Okay. And okay. then they started making uh, computer animated films. I just, just, just can't get into it. And I I yeah. Okay. Is this supposed to be good?
2: Uh I don't know. I I don't I didn't have I didn't really wasn't able to watch I think we talked about this before I wasn't able to watch Disney Channel stuff much Uh, when I was a kid so I don't have a lot of inbuilt nostalgia for Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers so I'll be interested to know your thoughts on this trailer
0: hmm okay
2: okay you ready to start okay three two one go real Hollywood story is it possible that two living legends are destined to reunite
1: I'm thinking reboot. Nobody wants
0: a reboot. Uh, Well, the Lonely Islands are involved, so it might be funny.
1: Yeah.
0: And (laughs) one of them is 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 CGI, like the thing I didn't like. And the other one is old school.
2: Hand drawn. Hand
0: drawn. Oh, I think this is going to be good. Oh, there's also um, Scrooge McDuck.
2: Scrooge McDuck.
0: Oh, this is like This is pretty cool. Okay. I'm it's, I'm sorry for weird. being skeptical. Oh style. no. Are they showing cats? Ooh, are
2: you But I think it's like a are you joke.
0: Yeah, yeah. But it looks like you're talking to that window. It actually looks like I'm
1: looking right at you. Okay, look at my eyes, looking right at your eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. oh, I think it might be good, actually. Disney Plus.
2: Perfect. It looks like it's going straight on Disney Plus and they're taking a big old, like, page out of, I guess, like Who Framed Roger Rabbit yeah. and Space Jam yeah. and, like, those sort yes. of live-action animation hybrid yeah. movies that... Uh, and I guess, hopefully, they're doing it well, like... Roger Rabbit in the yeah. original Space Jam and not badly like Space Jam A New Legacy.
0: Yeah. I, I I like the look of that. It looks a little bit old school but new school. I it's kind of like a yeah, little bit right? of everything, kind of taking the make of kind of the cartoons they've they done them in like computer technology. And yeah, I
2: don't know. And you have got Chippendale you've got Chippendale being voiced by Andy Sandberg and John Mullaney, who I, I really Love. like both of them. Yeah. So um I, I don't know. I'm kind of a little bit intrigued. Yeah. I'm going to definitely watch it. Me too. It. Me too. Definitely going to watch Unlike
0: it. I like that.
2: Yeah. Okay. So you never so watched Chip and Dale when Rescue you were little? Rangers. I like, I watched it, I, I probably watched like a handful of episodes mm. and knew that I was like, I knew who Chip and Dale were and thought they were good, but I I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. I think I thought they were like a spin-off of Basil the Great Mouse Detective because <laughs> I liked that so much. <laughs> or, yeah. Or the, the, what was the, what was the Disney movie? The, Re- the Rescuers. The Rescuers, right? Because they were called Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Mm. So I think I always thought they were some way connected to the Rescuers as well. Okay. Okay. Next one.
0: Next. So next trailer. We have Nope, official trailer. Oh, is this the new, um? what's the guy that did Get Out and Us?
2: Jordan Peele Jordan
0: Peele's new film yeah
2: yes yeah. yeah
0: I haven't watched the trailer yet
2: okay well let's see what you think okay. of it you ready to go yes okay three two one go okay
1: did you know that the very
2: first assembly of photographs to create a motion picture was a two second clip of a black oh. man on a horse and that man is my great great grandfather oh There's he's back
0: grandfather yeah um but that's why His name,
2: Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel
0: Kaluuya, is back. I'm happy. It looks like a comedy. But something bad is going to happen, isn't it? There's a storm Probably. brewing. And the light is going off. So is it going to be another horror film?
2: Could be. Could be. Oh, there's a house in the middle
0: of nowhere. There. Oh, I like this. Jordan Peele from Jordan Peele. Oh, Daniel Kluia, go away from. Oh, don't be. Why? Why are you there by yourself? (gasps) What? The horse is running away. (laughs) What's happening? What's a better miracle? What's a better miracle? Oh, there's no wind.
1: They get a word for that.
0: What? Oh, um. The guy from. Oh. What's that face?
1: Oh. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, no, no, no.
0: What is that? I'm... There's something. I track Nope. Something. I tra- Oh. That looks scary, doesn't it?
2: Right. That looks. And I like that. Similar to trailers for his other movies. Still not really sure what it is or what it's about, no. but it looks cool.
0: Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm confused.
2: <laughs> I think that's the idea. Also, um, I guess it's an alien film. It's yeah. about aliens.
0: Like, was us, um scary?
1: Mm,
2: not very, very scary, mm. no. It was more of like an... No, it was more of a just thrilling... It had vibes of a horror movie but it, it, it I didn't find it that scary but I really like it as just like a, a story and a fun
1: Yeah.
2: You know it's got gore. Mm. It is a horror movie but it's not like terrifying. Yeah. Um in the way that Get Out is I think Get Out is scarier than um
1: Yeah.
2: than us, and Get Out even isn't particularly scary. He doesn't make like terrifying horror movies. No. He's not an Ariaster. No, he just sort of.
0: But it does it does like he makes
2: these quite fun times at the mm, cinema but, that make you th- kind of think and feel and yeah, yeah no, I like it. Does it does
0: make you feel something. Like I, I'm a bit scared about this. Hmm.
2: Yeah, there's a I, I think I think we've seen enough to know it's probably about aliens. And I've seen people saying that apparently Nope might stand for Not of Planet Earth, which again <gasps> make it seem like. Ah. Aliens. Yeah. So bright. Yeah. Um. Do you have time for one more? Yeah. I think you might have seen this trailer, in which case maybe we could skip it. But if you've not seen it, I think you'd like it. Okay. So, see what you think.
0: Turning red. I have not seen this trailer.
2: Okay.
0: Okay, it looks like a Pixar film.
2: It is a Pixar film. You ready to go? Yeah. Okay, three, two, one, go.
0: So some three girls are beatboxing. They look a bit like maybe not the coolest girls. Tamagotchi. I, used to, Got a tamagotchi. I had a Tamagotchi
2: when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, so she's uh she studies a lot. She does everything. Yeah. And they are fans of a band. It feels like me when I was their age. Ah, <laughs> oh, from inside out. Oh, she might be from like an Asian descent somehow. Like Chinese maybe? And she's now what? Is she a bear? Oh! She's a red panda? I should we call her red panda?
2: Is everything okay?
1: I'm a gross oh. red monster! Don't look at me! Stay back!
2: This happened already?
0: <laughs> what did you say? You might
1: our ancestors had
0: a message oh.
2: connection with red pandas. Are you
0: kidding me? This oh, it's a little quirk runs that runs in a family that you become a red panda. <laughs>
2: Apparently, so. You were so cute! Sick. I've always wanted a tail. I'm a freak. i love Aww. you, mate. You're our girl. Whoa. You're oh Any strong emotion yes.
0: will release the panda. Abby <laughs> So. Oh.
2: Do you know how dangerous this is? You'll get when she's
0: happy, she's friend. not and a and panda. When she's nervous, she becomes a panda. Oh, when she's. Or angry?
2: Yeah. Or when she's calm, she's not a panda. And when she has a strong emotion, she is a panda, maybe?
0: Ah. Uh, My whole life have been perfect little Ah. Uh, now I May like is becoming movie. less serious. <laughs> girl. And she doesn't allow bullies anymore. <gasps> huh? Wow. You know what it reminds me of? That trailer. What does it remind you of? That trailer of um. Of uh, Stephen, no Stephen King. They showed me. I think it was on Fire. The girl that fires up.
2: Oh, fire starter. His
0: fire starter. <laughs> but instead of yeah. starting fires, she becomes <sighs> a red panda.
2: I think you're the only person to connect to those two <laughs> movies. No, it's a good. No, you're you're not wrong. You're right. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I don't know if anyone else has made that <laughs> connection. But it's. Well, interesting. It looks good
0: though about emotions and about how to deal with them. I like it. Go Pixar.
2: Yeah, and it's got a cool, cool red panda in it.
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna be good.
2: And I think Billie Eilish has done a couple of songs for the soundtrack. Has she? And um, yeah, and it's going straight onto Disney Plus. Awesome, so.
0: I like that. Yeah, we can all watch it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinnamon Italy is not being my friend.
2: Indeedy. Right, shall we chat about another movie that's yeah. on Disney Plus? yeah. Left
0: yeah. Chowder, chowd? Let's chow Let's about Encanto. Let's chat about encanto
1: Let's Encando. have a little a
2: little oh, whatever. A little chowd about Encanto.
1: Yeah.
2: Um right, Encanto, the newest Walt Disney Animation Studios classic. Uh Released in 2021, mm. but it's got a bit of a tail on it, this movie, because it didn't really... I feel like it took a few months for people to really take notice yep. of it, and particularly, I think, when it hit Disney Plus on Christmas Eve, mm. it um got a lot more eyes on it. Uh, directed by Jared Bush and Byron Howard. The music is, of course, by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Mm-hmm. Um, his... Second or third Disney film he's done the music for. Maybe I think it's even second. Th- he did Mary Poppins Returns. We well, did Mary Poppins Returns and Moana. Uh, right? yeah, sorry, I
0: forgot that And about now Mary this Poppins. one, so he's done at least yeah. three.
2: Um. uh it's it's uh, stars a wide variety of wonderful people. Stars Stephanie Beatrice mm-hmm. as Mirabel Madrigal. You've got Maria Cecilia Patero as uh, Abuela Alma Madrigal. John Leguizamo <laughs> is in this movie as Bruno Madrigal. Oh, I really like uh, it. Jess- yeah. <laughs> Jessica Darrow as Louisa Madrigal, Angie Cepeda as Julieta Madrigal, Diane Guerrero as Isabella Madrigal, and Adassa as Dolores Madrigal, along with a few other people. Uh, it was made on a budget of around $120 to $150 million and has made so far $243.9 million. So not a frozen level success, but certainly has uh you know done some numbers. <laughs> um and uh, is well-reviewed on, on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 91% from critics and 93% from audiences. Mm. So loved by audiences and critics both. Um, and like I said, it has quite a long tail. It came out in like November of last year, but it wasn't until sometime in January that one of the songs became yeah. like the first song in over a decade to make it to number one in America from a Disney movie. Yeah, um, it was really we popular don't talk on about TikTok, Bruno that song, that that's song. why. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, and I bet Disney are kicking themselves because they nominated a different, they sort of entered a different song to be considered for the Oscars' best original song. Um, and I think if they'd picked We Don't Talk About Bruno, it would have been <sighs> shooing to win. We don't talk but, uh,
0: about not.
2: Bruno, no, no, no. Although not to the best song in the movie, in my opinion, but we'll, we'll get there.
0: Uh, yeah. I think, I, think, I think it's the most catchy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is the most catchy.
0: Definitely no, not the no. worst.
2: Um. No, and I think lyrically it probably is maybe the best. I think we'll talk about it when yeah. we get through go talk through the plot. But the lyrics to that song are great because when you watch the movie a second time, the song has a, takes on a completely new meaning. Um, mm. So, before we get into the plot, et cetera, shall we chat a little bit about our thoughts on the movie? Do
1: yeah.
0: you want to start or shall yeah. I start?
2: what did you make of it? Uh,
0: uh,
2: I like it when you start.
0: Oh, what did I make of it? Um...
2: What did you think going in?
0: Like when it came out, because it came out at Christmas and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really convinced about it. I don't know why. There was something that, um, like Magic House, I was just thinking, oh,
2: I don't know. And
0: um, I don't know why. And that's something.
2: It, it's not got a very evocative yeah, title, and also it? That it Like can... the title, now that I've watched it, I get the title a bit more, yeah. but. I think the trailers didn't sell it exactly. Well.
0: So it's a shame because it it didn't I didn't I wasn't attracted to it, which is strange because you know it it looks beautiful, but I was like, "Oh, what what is this about?" And then uh I watched it yesterday, and I pretty much I I was very emotional from the start <laughs> until the end. I have not cried so much for a Disney movie, probably ever. (laughs) I I don't know if it's the moment of time, if it's what's happening in the world. I don't know. I felt so emotional watching this film. And I think it's like one of the
1: truest Disney films that you could watch. It's
0: beautiful. The message is amazing. It's so subtle in what the actual, um, what the actual issue is, because there's always like you know, there's always what well, there's usually a, uh, uh, a villain, but um, there there is no, there's not really. It, does, it doesn't. There's no there's villain no in this film. There's no villain movie. in this film, and you want to make the grandma the villain, but the grandma can't be. This she's not the villain. She's just somebody that's trying to no, protect people. No, she's not. And and it's so subtle in what it's trying to say. It's just beautiful and it's beautiful to watch. I can't wait to watch it again. I and I I I, I cried so much, like <laughs> the end <laughs> when she they find her and they talk about <laughs> how they created Casita. I was sobbing. <laughs> I was like oh. I haven't stopped for a film for a long time. Um, The songs are are good. There's one song that I hated and I was like, oh, um, which is um, the song about um, Louisa. I was like, oh, it was, but, but it wasn't, the songs are okay. You know, the Bruno song is really catchy. And then uh, the first the Casa Madrigal, the first one, the Familia Madrigal is really sweet, you know, starts straight away with a, with a song and uh, um, the characters are lovely. Uh, the animation is amazing, it's colourful. Um, it talks about community, it talks about family, it talks about displacement, it talks about problems. Ah, oh, it's just wonderful. It's just a wonderful film. What, what amazes me is um, uh, Stephanie Beatriz, who I fell in love with her in Brooklyn Nine-Nine as Detective mm-hmm. Diaz, loved her. And then one day I watched an interview with her and I'm like, what? That's not her voice. yeah, yeah <laughs> And yeah, it's yeah. just like, what? And I, I went in knowing that she was uh, Mirabelle and I didn't recognize her again. She's so, her voice is so versatile that I was, and she's amazing in it. Uh, The voice acting in this film is spot on. It's beautiful. Like they, 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 they did a great thing. And then when, uh, when uh, John Leguizamo arrives as Bruno, I was just like, what a perfect voice for Bruno
2: yeah i was just
0: so amazed i was just like oh and it's so magical the rooms are beautiful the bedrooms when everybody gets a bed, oh but we'll talk about it later but yeah i loved it i'm so glad that you made me watch it because i it was gonna like moana it i didn't watch it for ages and then when i watched it i was like this is so (laughs) basic and it's a shame that films like moana and this one, and especially Encanto, because I think it's so powerful with this message and with its beauty that is not as big as Frozen. Like, Frozen was great, you know? But Encanto mm-hmm. is like amazing. Like, it's, it's special for me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <But I> th- <laughs> you know, for me, it's a special thing. I think. Film, I think- but-
2: I think it's probably gonna have quite a long life in terms of I think people will find it over time mm. whereas Frozen suddenly became this huge thing. I think Encanto is gonna be I hope it's gonna be remembered. I think it will be remembered as a really important Disney movie, mm. but I think it will take just a bit longer. Like the fact that the that Bruno song went to number one, um, I think is a testament to the fact that it is just sort of building up its audience. But it is very different to Frozen. It's not got the stuff in like I don't know how a really young kid would respond to this movie because there's no big journey for the character to go on. There's no villain for them to fight. Like, it's so almost subversive about what a Disney movie can be. Like, a Disney movie is usually, let's go on a journey, let's go somewhere, let's fight the villain – None of that happens in this film.
0: What What did you What tell I know you liked it, but what 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 do you
2: Well, yeah. So I mean, I've talked about it before, but I I, I watched it similar to you. I didn't watch it. I like when of when I first saw the trailers, I was like, oh, it looks like a Disney movie." I, I, and I could have gone and see it in the cinema. Didn't Didn't bother. Mm. And then over time, I heard about that Bruno song becoming really popular. A few of my friends watched it and said they really liked it. Eventually, I was like, "Right, I'll watch mm-hmm. it. I'll just watch it." And yeah, I sat down and watched it, and completely just fell in love mm-hmm. with it and i watched it i watched the first half of it again today before we started this um record and it was making me tear up <laughs> it was really and like the like we don't talk about bruno that song has so much means so much when you watch it a second mm-hmm. time and we'll get to it when we talk about it but it, it's just it, i think it's a really intelligently written smart movie we've Gorgeous animation. The animation is amazing. Great songs. Crazy. Yeah. Mm. I mean, what stood out to me on this when I watched some of it today is it's got incredible choreography. Yeah. During, even, it's animated, but during each of the songs, um, the characters are dancing in really, the animation on the choreography of the dances Join the sequences is the best I think I've ever mm. seen in a movie it's it's so well done and um, they're just all the characters seem alive as a result of it and I just yeah, yeah. I love it I, I think I, I think it might be my favourite animated Disney movie oh
0: yeah I think I think it used it was Moana yeah. and uh, I think that this has surpassed Moana because I think it's just yeah I just I just thinking about it makes me tear up I think it's just beautiful
2: yeah it's it's absolutely incredible. Mm. Um so shall we talk through the plot a little bit?
0: Yeah, but not about Bruno though.
2: Well no, we don't talk okay. about Bruno. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, I said that to you in the episode where I reviewed it yeah. and you didn't get it, obviously. No,
1: of course
0: I didn't no, get it. Because no, I was like, um because I if you if you think about um uh Luca Is Silenzio Bruno, you know, when they, they want their courage to come back. It's like, Silenzio Bruno. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's Bruno again. And I was like, "What? I'm confused because I don't remember we don't talk about Bruno. I remember Silenzio Bruno. And then, then you watch this and the, yeah. But they were saying that it was, his name was going to be Oscar, but it didn't really work. Because you say, we don't talk about Bruno, no, no, no. Great.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense to him Bruno. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: Let's talk about. So
2: yeah, the Castro. movie opens. The, the movie pretty much opens on a on a song, right?
0: Yeah, uh, which is the, the Ma- Familia Madrigal.
2: The Family Madrigal, which perfectly sets up the history of this house. They have a magic candle. The Abuela set the house up uh, in this village years earlier. They she has a magic candle. The house built itself around it, and the house is animated. It can move itself. the the The, the ornaments in the house, the planks, mm. the tiles, all of it can kind of move and and is is alive and and magic and supports the house and all of the members of the family magical get when they turn become of age they get their own bedroom mm-hmm. and they gain a power of some description for example uh Maribel's mother can heal people by feeding them food yeah which is a wonderful gift this for a wonderful. mother to have yeah yeah um her aunt can make it can change the weather <laughs> with her emotions
1: yeah
2: which seems like a double Edged sword of her power, really the terrible <laughs> <But> power. <laughs> that's her power. Yeah, yeah. Um, her nephew, I think, can shapeshift. Or cousin, her cousin. Yeah, her cousin can, can shapeshift. shape-shift. Yeah. yeah, another of her aunts, I think, can uh, hear anything. Has incredible. That's her hearing. cousin again. That's her cousin. Yeah. Sorry, yep. Yeah. Uh, Dolores, and uh, she has two older yeah. sisters. One of whom is Louisa, who's incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. And one of whom is Isabella, who is uh perfect, perfect. and can make flowers yeah. bloom wherever she yeah. goes. And uh the children um who are following her around and asking her all about her family uh are determined to know what her special power is, what Mirabelle's special power yeah. is. And uh one of my favourite parts of the movie is in this early moment where and I think this was the when I first watched it, this was the moment where I was like, I like this movie was where uh one of the kids is like but what's your power and she's like relax and the kid just goes it's physically impossible to relax <laughs> and the way the kid says that line um makes me like reminds me of i don't know yeah i i I feel I I feel for that kid yeah. when he says it's physically impossible to relax um and uh yeah we discover that Mirabelle has no gift no no she has
0: no yeah. gift yeah, because that's how the film starts, um, doesn't it? Like she's her, she's talked to to her grandma, and then she goes to the door, and then then the musical number starts. So we're still not sure if she has got a gift or not. Uh, when she yeah. sings, and so she's delaying, 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 and then poor
2: Mirabelle. She has no gift. Oh, and also at this point, Bruno is briefly mentioned. Um, but nobody likes to talk about Bruno. It's made quite clear. Nobody talks about Bruno. Um, no, nobody talks about Bruno. Um. And then uh, what do we do? We're introduced to the family a little bit and we discover that it is Antonio's day to receive Mm -hmm. his gift, Antonio being the youngest uh, son of Pepper. And um, he receives his gift and he's terrified because it's the first time that somebody has received a gift since Mirabel was denied a gift and there's a very cute moment where she walks up to the door with him that makes me.
0: Oh cry. my goodness! <laughs> I was, also, I was like, oh, because um, he really wants
2: to. And this was the, he really wants her to walk. This with was him. the. Yeah, and she does, and the family sort of really treat her quite poorly at this point in the movie.
1: Yeah,
0: the, um, particularly the tracks.
2: the grandmother, the umbrella. Yeah uh and at this point i was like they're all the villain all of these people mm. are villains they're they're horrible i'm really i was i was judging the family magical in a big way at this point in the movie for the way they uh because she has to still sleep in the nursery yeah. mirabelle because she doesn't get her own yeah. bedroom so they make her sleep in the nursery yeah. how awful
1: mm.
2: <laughs> that's not okay yeah um so yeah and uh Antonio gets the ability to speak to animals, Aww. which is a pretty cool ability. And he gets this incredible room. that's like a whole jungle that he does a whole kind of dance around. That it. room was beautiful. Um, I love that room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and Mirabelle kind of leaves the room to spend a bit of time on her own. Uh, she sings a song called Waiting on a Miracle yeah. at this point. And she sees, the, um, she, she sees the house crack and the candle start to flicker as if it's going to go out. Uh, And she panics and runs into the room and tells everyone that the candle's going out and they're going to lose the magic. And uh, the abuela uh, runs out and sees that the candle's still on and is like, you idiot, and um, basically says, everything's fine. Stop worrying. It's all fine. Nothing's wrong. But Mirabel knows something is wrong. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And she decides to go on a quest to save the magic of the casita, and uh, this is the first kind of exciting, subversive thing about this movie is that she she, she has this quest. Mm-hmm. She has to save the magic, but she doesn't go on a journey. She doesn't leave home. No. Like, it's a Disney movie where the hero goes on this journey but doesn't leave home, stays home for the entire time, yeah. um, which is sort of, I don't know, I really I really like it. It's kind of quite a brave thing for a movie like this to do, to say, yeah. no, we're not going anywhere, we're staying, staying here. here, we're staying at home. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, so then she starts. She's like, "Well, how do I do that?" <laughs> yeah, and The, that the house is like,
1: like
2: I, "I don't know." <laughs>
1: <laughs> how do I do
2: that? So she's like, "I guess I should. I guess I should start asking people." And she has the bright idea of being like, "Well, Dolores can hear anything, so maybe she's yeah. heard um, some rumors." And there's a there's a lovely bit of foreshadowing here, uh, Alex, where Dolores mentions that she's heard the only people she's heard talking about the magic leaving are Louisa, the sister, yeah. and the rats in the walls. Ooh. Hmm. Maybe it's not just the rat's voices she's been hearing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh so then um then Mirabelle goes to find Louisa to ask her about the magic. Yeah. And um, Louisa is super strong. The entire village, more than any other member of the family magical, the village seems to really rely on Louisa's yeah. strength to keep them all going. Yeah, um, Which is obviously a lot of pressure for yeah. a young woman to, to have to take. And, and you yeah. see it,
0: like she doesn't say anything, but you can feel like she's like busy and she, she's got lots of pressure on her and it's kind of like, oh, yeah. And I think that's the first time you kind and of then, feel like there's a pressure in that family that they have to do And this,
2: And it's not, not everything is as it seems. Hmm? Yeah. Hmm. Not everything is what it yeah. seems on the surface.
0: Hmm.
2: Um, and then Louisa sings a song which you just said you hated.
1: Oh, I don't like that song.
2: Yeah, it's the best song in the movie, I think.
1: What? I think it's I the I love it. Worst. I think it's the best
2: song in the film. Why do you not like it?
0: Oh, I don't know. It's just, just too Lin-Manuel Miranda style.
2: I think it's genius. I, I love the way that it starts feeling like a braggadocious hip hop song and she is rapping about how strong and perfect she is. Why are you rolling your eyes as I say this? I'm allowed to like things.
0: <laughs> it's just because it's um, funny because it's just like, it's like for me it's the most like lin around the song and that's why you love it and I don't like it. because
2: It's just too much. Yeah. But yeah. Um... But what I like is that she starts like this and she says, you know, I glow because I know my worth and and lines like this. Mm -hmm. But all of it is front surface, like the song's called Surface Pressure. And actually, she's completely crumbling and unable to cope with the pressure. And it segues from being this braggadocious, hip-hop-inflected song to like a very intimate, bearing-her-soul song. And then it shifts into like a pop song to match that emotion and that vibe. And I think that that's very clever. Why are you no I'm just, i just
0: I just don't see it, I just can't hear that i uh I just think it's just uh, I don't like that song I don't
2: um know. and yeah she she yeah she goes on to explain through her song how much pressure yeah. she feels on un- she's under because of this and that she's worried the magic will fade. And yeah. then what is she without her strength? Can, yeah. What can she contribute to the, to the, to the and family? Uh, and it's, like, it's sad. That's
0: the first cracks that you actually see in the family. You first see the cracks in the house and then it seems like it's a perfect family that, you know, they always eat together and they always do the things together. But that's the first time that you kind of see that maybe the family is not as, you know, happy as it seems to be.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I
0: think it's, in yeah
2: so then uh louisa gives mirabelle a clue and says that the answer may be in bruno's room <laughs> bruno. bruno and uh so then we get a pretty good scene of because bruno lives bruno's room is this tower at the top of the house so mirabelle has to go into bruno's yeah. room where the magic doesn't work and um, all of these rooms are kind of like the TARDIS mm. in Doctor Who, where they are enormous on the inside. Yeah. So Bruno's room is this huge, cavernous kind of um, well canyon that mm. ha- that Mirabel has to climb to the top of, and gets she gets she there's this sand she has to get through and shift through. And what does she find when she gets inside the room? She Alex?
0: finds one of his visions broken in she the finds
2: sand, a broken. Prophecy, yeah, and, that she needs to put yeah, back together.
0: And in the, in the prophecy she sees herself.
1: <gasps> oh
2: no. Yeah, standing in front of the cat, the uh, casita. Yes. Um with it falling apart. Is she the cause of it falling apart? Um spoiler, yes she is the cause of it falling apart, but actually it's a good thing. And it, it ends up being stronger for it.
0: Yeah, but what what I liked is that <laughs> is that she didn't Run away from the problem sometimes, you know, like in um, in Frozen, like uh, Elsa runs away from the problem. No, is Anna no or Elsa? Elsa, I
2: think Elsa's Elsa, the, the, yeah, she runs away nice, from
0: yeah. her problem, and then they have to mm-hmm. go and find her and say, you know, but here she doesn't. She wants to solve the issue and find yeah, out she wants, what she they wants issue. to understand, yeah, it. she wants yeah. to understand it, which is like wow, that's why it's just so good because it's just. Oh, oh! You just want to stay here and, and understand the issue without running away from it. Oh, that's really mature. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold that, Mirabelle. Exactly, and then she gets back. She gets back to the casita and discovers that her family's powers are starting to wane. She sees Louisa's door in particular is all of these doors mm. that they live in are, are like have a light emanating from them, and the light around Louisa's door is fading. Yeah. And she sees Louisa struggling to lift a plant pot. Mm. Um, and so she asks her aunt about Bruno. Yeah. And she decides she needs to know about Bruno. But she's told through the power of song that we don't we talk don't, about Bruno. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, it is a great song. It is a great and song. And I love that. It kind of it's made up entirely of different characters yeah. explaining why they don't like yeah. Bruno because he gave he had the power of prophecy. The, the The one criticism I have of this movie is that all of these characters have like the emotional depth of a child, because <laughs> none of them can see what should be quite clear that Bruno's gift of prophecy mm. doesn't mean he can alter the future. Yeah, it simply means he is sometimes the bearer of bad news. It doesn't mean that he. His presence or lack of mm. presence in their lives does not affect what's going to happen to them.
0: But don't you think? But they don't see that. But don't they, you think that maybe because they're so focused on making the family go forward that they're just kind of they're kind of selfish in a way? No,
2: that can they they are completely because they they're focused I, I agree. And so they're
0: like, well, you're you're creating problems, so we don't need you because we need to like help everyone all the time. Yeah. And so I think
2: yeah, yeah. but it makes them awful people yeah. that I judge harshly. Yeah. Um. For example, on her wedding day, the aunt was told that Bruno told the aunt, it seems like rain. So then it rained mm-hmm. because it made her think there was going to be rain yeah. and it made it rain. Um, what else happened? Um, oh, yeah. So he, well, so what I, then it's got, it's got, the, it's got like people from the village being like, he told me my fish was going to die and then it died because fishes die. He told me I was going to get a beer belly and then I got a beer belly because <laughs> you're a middle aged man. Um, and that he told me I was going to go bald, and then I went yeah. bald because male pattern baldness is a thing that exists. <laughs> he can't stop that. Um, and then, and this is the thing that like this is probably my favourite little bit of like double meaning in the entire movie. Isabella sings. So you've had all these people singing about him giving these prophecies that were oh, terrible. Yeah then is Isabella sings about how he prophesies that her life would be perfect and she would be perfect and she'd marry this man yeah. and all of these things and it's as if she's saying it's as if it's saying well here's the one prophecy where it was a positive thing whereas actually and we learn this later in the movie that's also a terrible burden on her yeah. that's a bad prophecy for her to have and it's not what she wants to be mm-hmm. and it's sort of Again, it's the, it's there's an emotional depth to this that I don't think is evident in your average Disney no. movie, or at least if it is in your average Disney movie, it's signposted to such a, a more mm. a stronger degree. But I, I love that this the second time you watch this movie in particular, when Isabella sings that you're like, oh wow, it, like even here the signs are there that like yeah. it, I don't know, I I I love it. And then Dolores sings about how she he told her that her her the love of her no. life would be oh, just out no. of reach. Yeah. <laughs> um incredible
1: yeah
2: an incredible like the song is so well written and the fact that like every line in the song once you watch the movie takes on a different meaning mm. um i think is 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 incredible and um yeah it's amazing that disney didn't submit this for the oscar because i think they'd have definitely won if they had which
0: which one um, did they submit for sang- the oscar uh
2: they submitted what's it called dos origuitas um which is like the quite emotional sort of acousticy track oh, okay. uh, right at the end yeah. yeah which is a good song yeah. but and I I can see why they submitted that one but it's not it's not the best song in the film um so and then it segues from the Bruno song into this dinner where Isabella is meeting um uh, Mariano Guzman, who she's uh, going to marry, uh, and that's going to make the family stronger, so everyone really wants this to happen. Um, Played by Maluma, who the, we spoke
0: about two weeks ago. Is that the same yeah, guy? Yeah, that's the same guy Marry, marry Me. Me.
2: Wow, I, I did not know that. Well, fair play to him. Good work, Maluma. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah yeah yeah. So then like this dinner's happening all of this is going on but Dolores has heard Mirabel talking about Bruno yeah. and talking about this prophecy breaking. So the it's going around the table uh yeah. that this is happening and nobody wants to like she's desperate for Umbrella not to find out but she she does. Um and the the whole proposal gets ruined. The casita begins cracking again. Pepper um conjures up a thunderstorm and um then Isabella blames Mirabel yeah uh, despite her denying her involvement. But during all of this chaos, she catches a glimpse of a man who she follows through a hidden passage into the walls of the house. And what does she discover within the walls of the house?
1: <gasps> Bruno.
2: Bruno Bruno, he's been there the entire time.
1: yeah
2: again. We're told, like, and again, this movie sets up villains. Iboela could be a villain. Louisa could be a villain. Isabel seems like a villain. Bruno is told. We're told explicitly that Bruno is a villain. No, no, he's not. He adores his family. He adores his family so much that once again, the movie had an opportunity to send a character away, and it doesn't. It keeps him at home, puts him in the walls of the house because he loves his family and he wants to support them, even if they don't love him, which is heartbreaking, devastating. The the villain of the film suddenly becomes the most
0: the sweetest. Like,
2: em- empathetic character. Like, the, the, you just want to...
0: Oh, I love him. And the little... When when he's, he's got, like... There's the table where they eat, and then he's got a... Uh, oh, you know, that
2: made me... That was too <laughs> he's much. He's got a little placemat next
0: to the table where they eat. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Bruno.
2: Because suddenly, like, oh, for... For 10, ten, fifteen years he must have been sat there every day eating dinner with them, with them not even knowing he was here he was there. And there's definitely a bit, I think, again in the We Don't Talk About Bruno song, there's a bit where Dolores talks about how she feels like she can always hear him whispering. Because uh. he was there the whole time. It's so clever. And again, it stops people from being like, ah oh, plot hole, why didn't Dolores hear him in the walls? She did, and she just she just thought it was like her guilty feelings, I guess, for t- making him leave. <laughs> so, uh, it's just so good. Um, Eventually, Mirabel decides that she has to convince Bruno to to do more visions, to tell the future yeah. again, which obviously he doesn't want to do because he feels like that's only ever led to ruin. But eventually, he's convinced to and he sees a vision, creates a vision of the Casita falling apart around them, but Mirabelle embracing, hugging Isabel, which Mirabelle can't believe could ever happen no. because they hate each other. Yeah. Um and then again, probably my second favorite scene in the movie is um is when Mirabel goes to apologize to Isabella and um, yeah we kind of learn we we learn the truth about Isabella, which is that she wants to be uh, and she basically she wants to be an alternative girl and she's stuck being a mean yeah. girl. Yeah, she wants to be like a a, a an emo Goth kid, yeah. and instead she has to be the the mean girl. Yeah, and um. She makes so she's always making roses forever roses, rows and rows of roses, as she says in her song, and um she makes a cactus, yeah, and then she's delighted about yeah. this cactus, and she's like, "I just made something that's not perfect, look at it, it's interesting and different and spiky, and what could it be I really like that and song. that's what she wants to be she yeah, it's a great song. Mm. It's a really good song. What else can I do? So yeah. she sings this incredible song, What Else Can I Do?, where she realises she can do so much yeah. more. And her entire, like, who she is visually changes. Like, the way she dresses yeah. suddenly becomes different and she she becomes more comfortable with herself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she she she's like, I don't want to be what my family necessarily expect me to be anymore. I want to be who I want yeah. to be. And it allows her to connect with Mirabelle in a way that she hadn't been able to up to that point. And it makes them, you know, truly be sisters for once. And that's wonderful. And... It's great
0: and oh, lovely, and they have this amazing moment, and uh, yeah, but then it gets.
2: Do you think that? Hmm? Do you think that there's a there's a bit of a Billie Eilish inspiration in in the direction they take Isabella once she book once she kind of becomes comfortable,
0: like she's all colorful and stuff, and she's got maybe yeah yeah maybe and I'm
2: not, and I'm not that's not like a critique. I just thought I wonder if that's what's something that they looked at for like how to how to visualize that yeah you don't necessarily need to character. be
0: like perfect and the hair and this but you can also be a creative yeah maybe yeah definitely yeah um yeah
2: so uh so that that's so there's a moment where it's like oh it's great they've made up is isabella is comfortable with being who she wants to be mm. but then uh alma the abuela discovers what's happened yeah. and um has a, something of a villain turn where she's quite harsh to Mirabelle about what Mirabelle's been doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she.
2: Um, but what does. She's what... really
0: hard on Mirabelle and uh, she's. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: And she says some really harsh things to her, uh, which any family but what member does. What
2: does Mirabelle do? Does Mirabelle back down and apologise? No.
0: No. Which no, because Mirabelle's the best. What does she
2: do? She's the goat, she's the absolute goat.
0: um, She says that, oh, I think she says, you've always been too hard on me. And she was trying to help. And she runs off.
2: Yeah, and what happens to the casita?
0: Ah, sorry, the casita and the casita uh, that destroys, completely goes in wrecks and ruins. Um, yeah,
2: so Abuelo and Mirabel have this huge fight. The candle goes yeah. out, and the casita falls apart, and Bruno's prophecy is fulfilled. Yeah. Um. And then we get a flashback, don't we? Is it Around here, so because Alma Abuela runs away. And, and they'll look and, for um, her. We. Yeah.
0: And I think I think do we get the flashback when uh, Abuela finds Mirabella at the river?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. When so, they find each other at the river.
0: So, um Mirabel goes to the river that we see at the beginning where mm-hmm. uh Abuela Alma uh runs away and manages to run away from uh the people that are attacking their village. And then we Some have-
2: sort of not ill defined conflict is occurring, right? Yeah. And she's being chased down by people on horseback yeah. and she gets this gift mm. of the uh of the candle. Yeah,
0: and then we have a um, yeah, and then we have a um a flashback which I sobbed <laughs> so much. <laughs> I was so heartbroken then. Um and you know, it shows how like she was harsh because she didn't want to lose things. She didn't want to lose what they had and she wanted yeah. to protect it and the only way she thought to she could protect it was to the wrong way because no nobody ever knows the right way do they and this uh...
1: mm.
2: and i guess the key is like it's not about the gift wasn't about the powers the gift was about the fact that the powers allowed her to keep her family yeah. together and the magical house allowed her family to stay yeah. together and it should have been about the family and not about
1: mm.
2: keeping it all perfect yeah. um and that's a that's such a complex mm. message to weave into the film and and like it's just, like the hero of this movie isn't an orphan, which is so rare for a Disney movie like no parents are being murdered in this yeah. film. it's more about learning to it's about sort of a family having a frank and honest conversation yeah. about what they are and what they mean and what it means to be a family, and that's just such a yeah.
1: it's
2: kind of a power- a powerful thing um definitely and and Bruno turns then up Bruno everyone arrives wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
0: he's really scared of uh abuela Alma. And then she kisses yeah. him. And I was like, "Oh." Yeah.
2: <laughs> Cuz he's her son. He's like, her
0: son. But I think I think she he, I don't think anybody I don't think anybody told him to go. I think he left because he felt like he was a burden.
2: Yeah, but did they look for him? No. No. <laughs> um but you know, they've I think they're learning their lessons. Yeah. Uh, they go back to they go back to the casita and they find all the villagers there ready to help them rebuild the house. Mm. Uh, which they do. There's another wonderful song here called "All of You," mm. um, where Bruno gets to sing a little bit about uh, himself, and I like that a lot. Mm. Um, and yeah, they rebuild the house. I think everyone gets their powers back. Is that right? Yeah,
0: like the the entire village helps them to rebuild the house and then everybody yeah. gets their power back but like the door becomes everybody's door they're not divided anymore there are community yeah. now so everybody's got yeah a, like the do- the main door of the house is yeah there and i guess Every-
2: i guess Mirabel doesn't Mirabel doesn't have a power because she's meant to be the new abuela <laughs> one day she's meant to be the matriarch right I guess is the point.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I think I think uh, she's the one that's supposed to keep everybody together. And yeah, uh, her power is yeah. that she's the unity. Yeah. She's
2: the thing that keeps the family yeah. together.
0: And um, Mirabel and they and, didn't see that, and that's what. Yeah, and Mirabel fun. and uh, Abuela are the only people that talk to the to the casita. Nobody else talks to the casita. There
2: you go. Then. Hmm. So I think oh, that's
0: probably. I didn't think about that actually. So yeah, they're probably. She's probably gonna be the new abuela. Hmm
2: yeah Mm. she'll be yeah she'll be the that's her power is that she keeps the house going and i think that's why Mm. the house fell apart because the family lost sight of that that, that's who mirabelle should be they shunned her because she didn't have some flashy Mm. she couldn't fly or talk to Mm. animals or Mm. make water appear but the amazing Um, thing
0: is they didn't shun her in a like active way it was passive it was very like aggressively shunning her so it's like a like a little bit every every time so it's kind of like they weren't like saying oh you're terrible they were just saying well just 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 don't ruin anything and yeah exactly She's kind of like the black sheep of the family without being like actively shunned but just yeah to the side um yeah
2: Oh, it's, it's what so a great good. film uh, And then yeah It sort of ends with them They take a family picture yeah. All together for, for once with Mirabelle And Bruno mm-hmm. there Because yeah That was the thing That made me absolutely rage At the movie at the start Was there's a scene Early on where they take A family picture together They don't even bother To include Mirabel. No Oh it, was, it made me Because
0: f- <laughs> they're so self-centred They're so, so self-centred To like yeah. make things, this family Look amazing Oh we're, we're a great family You know we we can And they
2: It's like what's special about Mirabel? Nothing. So she doesn't get to be in the Mm. photo. But in fact, she's she's better than all of you. You should all be licking her boots anyway. So, Mm -hmm. but nobody's really evil.
0: Nobody really does it on purpose. Nobody really shuns her because, like everybody, you can see that everybody loves Mirabel. It's just they have to keep up the power of the house, and it's just yeah. And that's why I think I liked her because it wasn't just. There was nobody really to hate. You could just like dislike some people at some point and like them at other points. Like the mum is always lovely. Like Mirabel's mum is always yeah, lovely. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And the dad as well.
2: Um Yeah, I like the dad. The dad's funny. Mm. Um, so and that's that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And I it's it's just it's a masterpiece. I love it. Yeah. I'm glad that we've talked about it. Yeah. I hope if you haven't if you've listened to this and you haven't seen it. The joy of this movie is the animation, it's the songs, it's the, It's so much more than just the storyline. So, you know, still watch it, yeah. go and see it. Yeah. It's it's great. It's great. Definitely. Um, 10 out of 10. 10
0: out of 10, definitely 100%. And I don't know why it hasn't had more hype. but I'm, I'm sure it's going to, I'm going to watch it again this weekend.
1: Because
0: it's yeah, so good.
2: It's a good choice.
0: It's so good. Yeah.
2: Um. So, yeah, uh, that, that sort of brings us to the close of the episode, though, but it's been a pleasure to talk about uh, Encanto. That was episode 65 of Culture Ooh, Bucket.
0: Ooh, 65! Yeah.
1: Boy.
2: Um, Next week, we're going to do a special on the Oscars, predicting the Oscars. We're going to go for the different categories and say, uh, to the best of our ability, what we think might take home the trophies. And uh, the Oscars are stupid and silly, But it's just a fun way to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's a fun way to celebrate the movies we like and talk about movies. So,
1: um,
2: let's not take it too seriously, but let's enjoy it as well. Um, And obviously, the Oscars when they give when they give um, when when they when I'm an opportunity to highlight uh, work that may have gone otherwise unnoticed. Mm. They are obviously quite important, but uh, generally they're they're too ridiculous and they make the wrong choices too many times for me to take it much more seriously than that. Uh, So yeah. There we go. We'll talk about that next week. And it's been a pleasure to have you with us. Please, 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 can you go and rate and review us on anywhere that you're able to, such as Spotify or iTunes, and um, give us give us the old recommendation to all your friends and help us grow. We'd really appreciate it, and we love you very much. And uh, follow us on all the social media channels, mainly Instagram. Love you. Bye. Thank you.
1: Bye. Thank you. Bye.